0: Welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast, where two generations of owls, Michael the dad, me, and Hank the son, discuss the latest in movies, plays, books, video games, and more. Welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast. I am your co-host, Michael Owl, and I am here with... Hank Owl. Hank Owl, what are we talking about today?
1: Well, later on, we'll be talking about the latest... DCEU, I don't know if they still call it the DCEU, the latest DC Cinematic Universe movie that is Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, although I think they changed it to Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, thank you, because that's a long title.
0: <laughs> I, I was impressed that you rolled off that title without even looking at it.
1: Just yeah, so off the top of your head, that's I've so been impressive. training. So that's later, we're talking about that? Yes What are we talking about now? We are talking about something that came out today And today being the day we're recording this Breaking news Yes, being Valentine's Day is the day we're recording this Happy Valentine's Day It's been a while since we recorded a podcast I'm glad I know, we've uh, been been busy Homework and life and stuff Yeah, and being lazy Yeah, it's all great. (laughs) I don't think this was laziness Okay I mean, I, I could be wrong I
0: feel like there's a lot there's of not times, laziness on my I feel part. Like there's a lot of times we
1: were all parallel playing, and we could have been recording a podcast.
0: No, that's true. There have been opportunities we have not availed ourselves of, but I don't think that's lazy. We just had different priorities at, for that given time period. Yes, that's how I'm going to look at that.
1: All right, right now, we're talking about we got the teaser trailer. It's the first real look. I feel like a, three months ago, we got a smaller look. This the first real look. At Stranger Things Season 4.
0: Yeah, so spoiler alert, if you're not up to date on Stranger Things, probably don't listen to this for the next few seconds here. We're not going to talk about it a long time, but r- remind everybody, because I needed
1: a reminding, where we were at the end of Season 3. Um, David Harbour's character had just died in an explosion. Um, I forget the name, but Elle and Will Had moved away to another town. Oh, that's right. And there was, we saw in the end, I guess in credit scene of season three, there was this humanoid looking demigorgon that the Soviets or the Russians were keeping captive. Right. And there was an American. And we got, at least a lot of people had the theory that the American was David Harbour's character. And of course, we got to see in this teaser trailer that it was actually David Harbour's character, and we saw him.
0: Way to build up the suspense on that. Yeah, I know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, He was working on a train with some Russians. I'm guessing the Soviet, the Russians were forcing their prisoners to do work for them by putting these train tracks down
0: yeah so the trailer opens with us we're at an outdoor work site in Siberia probably it's all very cold and snowy right yes and we kind of just trail along seeing that and eventually we see we see some workers we see guards with guns Uh, we see that it's cold we see they're working on a railroad and then kind of the camera goes past all of them and eventually we see David Harbour uh, taking his hat off we see that he's bald and that's the big reveal.
1: That's the trailer. Yeah, that's basically it. There's not a lot to talk about. It. Well, it's a teaser trailer, so that's that was a tease. Um, how do you feel that they're... I mean, I think it was obvious that they were going to bring David Harbour's character back. But how do you feel about it?
0: I'm excited because I think he's a wonderful actor and I really dig his character. And I, the, the, right, season three was such a break as far as like they clearly ended this kind of section of what's going to happen since they're moving away. So I'm I'm excited about this New uh, new
1: Stranger Things era. Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, I've got faith in them to do something wonderful with it.
1: Yeah, like so much so that like when I finished Stranger Things Season 3, like I had to look up and say, is that the finale? Is that, is that it? Is that the last of Stranger Things? Yeah,
0: you know, it could have been. But uh, I hope that it's for the right reasons that the, the Duffer brothers have more stories to tell in this universe. Part of me wishes. And not that they just wanted a lot more money.
1: Part of me wishes that David Harper's character remained dead, since I liked, I liked that ending. It was a good art, in right? Season three, yeah. And there's a lot of finality to it.
0: So I wonder if they've been doing experiments on him. You think? You know, is that why the shaved head? You know, or is it just like a prison thing to make it easy for uh, hygiene?
1: You know, I'm I wonder sure if
0: he's going to be the same David Harper personality. I, mean, I mean, the, his character had the sheriff. I Forgot his last name. Um. Hopper, Jim Hopper, Hopper, yeah. Trying to picture Winona Ryder yelling it.
1: <laughs> All right, um, Jim Hopper. I'm, I'm guessing just with the way Stranger Things usually does, I'm guessing there's going to be some experimentation. Yeah, I would think being so dumb. too. It
0: may affect him. Yes. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, any idea of a release date? Did that? I don't know if I saw that in the trailer or not. I don't I'm think I did.
1: Not sure okay i'm sure somebody somewhere who's very in the know I'm <laughs> all sure, right so just sure google it they know but
0: <laughs> if they've announced it i'm sure it'll be out there so yeah so you i'm excited are you excited
1: i'm very excited we all love, we love stranger things although it always i feel like especially with season two it takes us a long time to get to them
0: yeah i don't know what's up with that and if it's yeah. just the long gap in watching it or or what but um uh, season one was just fantastic and you know yeah.
1: So season three, I would say, is my least favorite season. Yeah, me too. I feel me like they, they got too big. I like, I like the small suburban story where there's not other Cold War superpowers being involved.
0: So, but yet you're still excited for yeah, the so Siberia thing? I'm All still right. excited for the Siberia okay. thing. Life is full of contradictions. Uh, what else are we talking about today?
1: Or do you have anything um, else to mention for that? No, I think that's it. Next, we're talking about the Oscars.
0: i us try to Oscar recap. So you watched all of the Oscars this year, right? Yes, all of the Oscars. This is your first time doing that? Yes. All right. So did uh you feel tired as heck on Monday morning? Um, not really. <laughs> all right, good. That's I the was right filled answer. With
1: the excitement of how much I enjoyed the winners.
0: Yeah, so I don't know if you guys have listened to our, our Oscar pre preview and where we did our picks, but we didn't do horrible in our picks,
1: right? Yeah. Do you want to do the the point system get that through oh yeah you, do you have that i have mine open right now yes and do i have
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you do not have he yours says open. accusingly <laughs> <laughs> i don't know where mine is <laughs>
1: i forgot where we're doing the point thing okay well i'll go over mine production design i got that on once upon, once upon a time in hollywood although Day of, I said there'd be Little Women because I think I just forgot and just picked a name. Right. And, but I got that wrong. Animated film, Toy Story 4. I was right on that. Visual effects was not Avengers game It was 1917.
0: Okay. I'm just going to say the ones that I got with you because I'm not going to roll through mine like you are.
1: Uh, cinematography was 1917. We I both that got was that. Roger Deacons, I think that was obvious. Yeah. Foreign film. That. If there was any shoe in it was Parasite for foreign film. Yep. Got that. Uh, director got that right on Bong Joon-ho. And so, this is
0: where we differed. I I really thought they were going to give the director nod or hope they would give the director nod to Sam Mendes for 1917 because and I think we you know Gris and Leach talked about this a lot that it was a harder film to do. You know, I don't know if that's true or not, but it certainly was an amazingly hard film. So I I missed that one. But I'm, I'm certainly happy with what happened.
1: Yes. And I think Day Of, I also changed mine to Sam Mendes, but it's what's on this one that counts. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, actor in a supporting role, Brad Pitt. I think all these acting ones were pretty easy. Yeah, though. they
0: were pretty. And why we say they're easy, I guess, because just everybody agrees that that's who's going to win. Uh, and okay. hopefully the Academy agrees also, because it's not like it's
1: really easy, easy. Yeah. Actress in a supporting role, Laura Dern. Actor was Joaquin Phoenix actress was renee zellweger um and best picture went to parasite so i was right on that yeah i love that i love that you called
0: parasite winning that because that's the first time before in uh you know language film is won which yes. is pretty uh pretty pretty darn cool
1: and i love like i don't think all of bon Ho's speeches were amazing especially i think my favorite moment the night was him shouting out to Tarantino and shouting out to Scorsese
0: yeah that was cool and that, and that created speech. one of my favorite moments of this year's Oscar was so Bong Joon gets the standing ovation and then because of what he said it was speech about Martin Scorsese then Martin Scorsese gets a standing ovation and that was just really cool having like everybody kind of the like all the focus on both of them and their great works and I love what he said about Quentin Tarantino too, because Quentin Tarantino—he does no film. He's a cinephile. This is what he eats and breathes. And uh, I love that he got some a, sh- a shout out for 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 helping promote other filmmakers. So I thought that was really that was that I'd love that speech.
1: Yeah, that was awesome.
0: Are there any moments you didn't like in the telecast?
1: Um. Not really. Any speeches that annoyed you more than others, or did you? I think we skipped a lot of speeches. Did I think you? When you showed up, we we knew. We, well, you usually like to skip speeches, but I think I that only time skip you them up. when
0: they get awkward. I actually I love the
1: speeches with with somebody I like. Oh uh, yeah, that's what we stand for. But most most of the speeches we skipped through in the beginning. Yeah, I
0: get that. That doesn't sound like something your mom would have approved. But I guess
1: you uh, talked her into it. My mom wanted to go to bed, so. <laughs> yeah. She was like, oh, whatever gets us done faster. So, let's,
0: what did you think of the Eminem performance? And because there's a little bit of controversy around that, why? <laughs> I guess people were just wondering that. I think that's the exact question they were wondering why. Why are we? Why are we doing this performance? Well, no, this I wasn't saying, I was saying why. Was right there? Now? Why is there a controversy? No, I know, was... and I was answering it cleverly. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or what I thought was cleverly. Uh, so you had a your you Are you listening to me? I, I can't am, tell. I
1: am, <laughs> I am listening. I just messed something up on my phone, so I just corrected it.
0: <laughs> all right. So, part you saw you what? How did you feel about the performance and you know everything else about it?
1: I, I didn't mind the performance. Um, I don't know. I don't like them. I you we I think we skipped through all the musical sections except for that one. Because I, I think you famously like that song. I do like
0: that song. I like that song a lot, I, don't know why and I, I thought said it was
1: famously. It's like well, you know, you it's, like that song. That's usually <laughs> how I
0: introduce myself. I'm Michael, and I like that Eminem song.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I yeah, I, I dug in the performance. It was fun seeing the people in the crowd react positively to it. Some were acting negatively, but most were like into it and singing along with it. And I thought it was fun. And
1: I usually do fast forward in the musical performances, especially if it's. For the song, I don't like. Yeah, you know, I did you like know. it. I don't think they did this in the years before. Exactly. For the acting categories, the the montage, the acting montages they did for all the acting categories, and then they listed the nominees. I really enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, I thought that was well done too. I mean, they always do something like that, but uh, yeah, I liked I to how like it went.
1: Yeah, instead of like listing the nominees, and this is a clip of their performance, you can see kind of all the all the performances all bunched in together, together and I, I very much enjoyed that.
0: Do you remember, and I don't know what year they did this and if you were even alive, um, one time they had like actors. I think it was the Oscars actors like standing there and then each actor would say something wonderful, like to the nominee. Like basically if you were a nominee, you'd be sitting in your seat in the audience and I would be on stage a well-known actor saying, "Hank, your performance in blank, blah blah blah. You did this, and I can't believe you you know fought through this thing to do that and that." And gives them all these compliments.
1: Dude, do does that ring a bell to you? That does not ring a bell to me. I don't think I would enjoy that very much. I can't. I think at the
0: time I kind of liked it. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not. I can't picture them doing it again. I don't. I don't know that everybody liked it. <laughs> But it was interesting. It was another way of doing that. But I liked. I really liked what they did this Oscars also. Yes, I think this this
1: Oscars was very enjoyable. Did you miss the fact that there was no host? Um, no, because I think they had, they had swapping out of different personalities and segments. That Steve Martin, Chris Rock thing, was hilarious.
0: Yeah, I liked that too. It could have been, I'm surprised it wasn't funnier, but it was already. Or I thought it was funny too.
1: Well, yeah. I liked it. I feel like I like Chris Rock every time. I don't see him do things a lot but when I do see him do things it's very, very Yeah, well funny. only recently
0: has fun. most of the things he done become even debatably appropriate for you. So yes. like you will you will be you will enjoy going through the back catalog of his stuff. He's got a lot of great a lot of great things. Um so yeah, I, I was excited. I liked how we kind of did this Oscars too. I think we we worked hard to get, you know, uh, you know, see as most of the films. You know, not all of them. And I think now we're kind of even on the radar for next year already. You know, making sure we get to, you know, see the ones that will be impactful.
1: Yes. Make sure we don't have to binge watch Oscar movies like the day of... (laughs) <laughs> right. I think the only ones we missed Best Picture were Little Woman, Ford v. Ferrari, and Marriage Story, which is better than we do most years.
0: Yeah, this was our best year so far. And I'm looking forward to all three of those films I would like to see, and I'm sure I will when they come to uh,
1: a streaming or cable device near me. Yes. We also got to see some of the ones that are people say are famously good that were not nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. So I think Uncut Gems is coming to Netflix very soon. I think it's already on Netflix It's in, 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 in theaters other now,
0: dude. We could go see that. Oh. It's not do. it's only like like one or two show times I think around the city, but we could do that we should probably do that though we probably should um all right anything else Oscar wise um no all right yeah this was a feel good I like I really enjoyed the ceremony and I'm
1: really enjoyed uh, parasite yeah, you know what i didn't like I didn't like the the musical part in the beginning like the very beginning opening musical number well I shouldn't say I didn't like the musical number I prefer the comedy bits the music like I, I I enjoyed the musical number. I just wish it wasn't a musical number. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right.
1: All right. All right. Yeah. But it was and cool I, seeing all the dancers and all the, the nominated costumes. Yeah.
0: I thought they did a, I thought that was really good. I thought they did a good job with that. All right. Uh, Oscars. Oscar recap done. So what is our main thing
1: today? What our main gonna thing, about? I think is, so I'm going to say it again, just to prove that I can say it again. It's Birds of Prey and the fan Fantabulous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe I can't. Birds of prey in the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Dun, dun, dun.
0: All right. So this is the DC movie. This is uh, in the same world as Batman v Superman and the Suicide Squad and uh, what's their thing? Wonder Woman. The and big one. Aquaman. And the their Justice Avengers League. version. The Justice, Justice League. League. There we
1: go. Uh, All right, so what were your feelings going into the movie? Um, I think I was trying to talk you into it, because I don't believe you were incredibly excited to see this movie, and like all the reviewers I follow are like, this movie's great, you should go see it. It's a DC knockout of the park, and I don't think it was, and I don't think either of us think it was. We did not like it very much. So I was surprised to see the positive reception because i think we're usually in line with the masses when it comes to movies
0: yeah yeah i don't i don't know about any of those comments uh except for the i was i was not reluctant to see it i knew we were going to see it i wasn't just i was just wasn't terribly excited um what did you think the movie was going to be because and this is what i'm what i'm asking and going with this is because i think we were talking i think one of our complaints about the movie. Is that the idea of the birds of prey coming together and working together, it happens, but it happens way towards the end of the movie. It's like and I guess I thought by the title and the trailers that I'd seen, I guess I was looking for that in the first third of the movie. And then they'd be like executing plans and doing things as a group but it really was the individual strands and storylines until the very end when they come to kind of come together.
1: At that point, I think we complained about that cuz like the end when they were all together, it's like you don't know each other, why are you why are you working together? We have no reason to believe that you should be working together.
0: Well, I I disagree with that. I don't think that's taking that's that's taking it too far for me cuz I can see why they were they had a they had a common enemy. You know, common enemy attacking them. So it made sense for them to work together. But I guess what I was looking forward to was more time with them working together and planning and not so rushed. And I think that's just what I thought the setup of the movie was going to be. So I kept waiting for that. And when it didn't happen and didn't happen and didn't happen for a while. I was like, "Well, well, when are we going to do this?" <laughs> like, because to me, that's what when like the movie really would start. But you know, that's a different. Basically, I thought it was going to be a different movie than it was.
1: Yes, and I think what you said was different. I think I did say it too harshly. Why? What I said was not a proper representation of what I believe.
0: I got you. So you were so take another stab at it then.
1: So what do you, what were you? What do you mean? Um, not really sure. I guess I just didn't buy. The relationship between them, when they were fighting, and I wish they had been together, and we had seen them interacting more before the climactic part.
0: Right. So you were so because so you were excited about that that aspect of the movie. This is what like Blake Snyder would call the promise of the premise of the movie, like with, with the thing that like the audience is looking forward to. For me, it was the interaction with all the birds of prey and Harley Quinn and them planning stuff and doing stuff and executing stuff and seeing them interact. And it sounds like you were looking forward to the same thing and we just didn't get that much of it because they they did it so late no i was also
1: looking forward to in this movie what's that? an interesting villain (laughs) did you get an interesting villain no we (laughs) did not get an interesting villain tell
0: everybody about the villain
1: oh the villain is black mask who's a character i've heard of before i don't know a lot about the character he's a kind of i would say b-list batman villain and I, I mean, I kind of all I know is that I like how he looks. I like the black mask. That seems pretty cool. He wears it once in this movie, for a character called Black Mask. That is surprisingly little. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they really didn't
0: play up the, him as a like a comic book villain. Well, that's not true.
1: They they did too. But yeah, wear the mask. <laughs> how come he's not wearing the mask more often? Well, that's not <laughs> a complaint. It's we we, he we felt. Pitiful. He didn't feel intimidating. I didn't feel like our heroes. I think like one of our heroes. I think all of our heroes were incredibly more competent than this person. So it's like, (laughs) why? Why is that though? So what? I mean, obviously
0: the, uh, a couple of things. So he was kind of he was he was whiny, but that usually the whininess was annoying. But like I like the fact that they were going for some psychological depth on him and showing that he's not just you know some, you know two dimensional villain character that he's got other stuff going on but for some reason it just he just came off as weak and not weak slash scary threatening mainly just weak and whiny and annoying and it's ewan mcgregor who's a really good actor right was it ewan mcgregor right
1: It is ewan mcgregor yeah
0: yeah so he's a super talented actor so it's like it has to be like a writing and directing and combination acting choice on that but i did not find him Overly compelling, to be honest with you.
1: No, and like in some villains, like even when they are pitiful, and you can notice that they are pitiful. I don't know; they seem scary in their pitifulness, like right. it's childish. Anything might happen because, like, they'll lash out for for some wound. And but I feel like I didn't feel that from him. I just felt like Hi, there's no reason for me to be scared of you.
0: Yeah, which is weird because, like, I think one of the first scenes we see him in, he is literally. Spoiler. Oh yeah, spoiler for (laughs) having people like ripping, like skinning their faces off. Like that is legitimately terrifying. (laughs) But yet, it didn't feel that way, did it? No, it felt. uh, Yeah. So I don't know why. So what did what happened? Like, what about the movie making and filmmaking and character creation
1: made that not be terribly compelling or scary? I don't know. Maybe it was also his like goal. I don't think he had a very compelling goal. I think you had something you talked about earlier when we were discussing this movie.
0: Yeah, so as far as the plot of the movie goes, basically you McGregor is trying to get a diamond because this diamond has been crafted in such a way that it has a, a code embedded in it, and that code holds the key to the fortune of this mob family. And he's trying to get the diamond, so to get the money. And while money's a great and truthful, like motivator for both positive and negative behavior in a fiction story, especially like a comic book thing. I feel like it wasn't, it's not compelling enough. It's just, it's just money. Like if there was, if they had weaved like some of the psychological, um, you know, traits and trauma they were doing with his whininess and maybe abandonment issues, like if they'd have tied that to what he wanted, like that's more interesting. Than just oh yeah I want their I want that other mobster's money.
1: You know what character was also another villain? We also felt was kind of boring. That was Victor Zazz.
0: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he was
1: boring. But let's let's give him some background on on Victor Zaz for us. Well, we were big fans of Gotham, and Anthony Kerrigan does a an amazing. He was just great Victor as Victor Zazz Zaz in Gotham.
0: Y- y'all might know him. He's in Barry as well, which is a show I haven't watched, but. So we, you know, we love Gotham, as you know. We did lots of podcasts on it. And Victor Zaz was one of our favorite characters.
1: Oh. <laughs> you could talk. Oh, okay. It's, um, no, we did not what? do many. We didn't. We didn't do a single podcast on it. On Gotham? No, not a single one. We mentioned it all the time. That's no we way. We didn't do a single podcast. on We mentioned it a couple times. <laughs> but we, we never did a full podcast. We never did a podcast on it. All right. So we did not do any podcast <laughs> episodes. I mean, maybe we can cut this conversation out. But I just want to let you know <laughs> we did not do a podcast on it.
0: All right. But we've mentioned – I think the audience would know that we love Gotham because we we have talked about Gotham several times. Like Apparently, we did not do any podcasts on it. But certainly in Dragon Con, we talked about Gotham and our, the parade and stuff like that. So. We've spoken of our love. At any rate, he was great in Gotham. Victor Zaz was a cool character in Gotham. And he was funny and smart and capable. And so that's what I expected. We were excited that Victor Zaz was going to be in Birds of
1: Prey. And tell us about the Victor Zsasz that we got. Victor Zsasz was boring. He wasn't very intelligent or charismatic at all. No, he, he, was, just, he was... He was a person that would kill people.
0: Yeah, he was creepy. I mean, he definitely had street smarts. He was definitely, like, washed out over his own turf, you know, and, like, was good at the inner political machinations of the Black Mask organization.
1: Yeah, we also, we like, didn't really learn what the Black Mask did. No, we don't. We, <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm, I'm over nightclubs, by the way, in, like, movies and TV shows as being, like, a hub of activity. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it seems like they're always using nightclubs, and that's what so far that's what we know. Black Mass does is it does lots of crime apparently, and also runs a club. And notice that nobody had trouble hearing anybody during all of our conversations at this club, yeah. which is I know you haven't been clubbing, you can't hear crap. Like the <laughs> music is just loud as heck. I mean, I don't go clubbing very often. If <laughs> I have gone several times, but you know, you can't. You can't talk like that. You can't just have, like, a normal conversation. This music is pounding. Um,
1: that annoyed me a little bit. And also, again, this, I don't know. And at the end of the climax, when he gets all these people that, like, he apparently does things for, like, we we, we really don't really learn what he did to gain these people's trust. I guess there's some protection in it. But, like, to have this protection power, you have to be known doing something right Th- what is that what you do to gain all this protect your that ability to protect people
0: and i gotta ask also now that we bring this up where was batman
1: oh, where, where is batman right now where is batman it's, he's uh he's getting fitted for like, robert pattinson that's like what he's one, doing. He's one
0: line in the script that's all you need is like oh man i guess batman would normally handle this but he's off
1: on a safari or something.
0: <laughs> you know,
1: like so he can't be it's here. Like, especially in the birds of prey. It's like we need someone to fix Gotham. Where what the where is that <laughs> man yeah. right now? Alright, so let's
0: let's let's talk about the individual birds of prey and see which ones we liked, we didn't like, and why. Um so you've got Harley Quinn, who is not technically a bird of prey, correct? Yes.
1: Okay, so we've got the Huntress. I wish I wish we saw... my main takeaway from the Huntress is I wish we saw more of her. Yeah, well, I they kinda just like near the end they're like kind of just throw in a backstory there and i wish i wish that had more to do especially since she's a Burtonelli, and the diamond thereafter is the Burtonelli diamond i wish she was more interconnected to the story yeah most of the time we
0: just see her she's part of the, i guess the inciting incident a little bit with uh montoya because you know she's going around killing these people why is she killing these people she's just, just straight revenge right yeah it's revenge Okay, so she's, and she's got her crossbow, and she's going around killing people in Gotham. All right, so I liked her, and she's played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who was incredible in the Scott Pilgrim movie, Uh, and I thought she was fine in this. Yes. She didn't have much to do,
1: unfortunately. So Renee Montoya is, I think, played by Journey Smollett-Bell, and I think she was our favorite of all these characters. I I
0: Rene Montoya was the, uh, is she the cop? Yeah. Rene Montoya is the cop. Okay. So that's not played by that person. Oh, that's played by, uh, Rosie Perez. Oh, okay. Well, I think this is my favorite at least. Yeah. She was my favorite too, by far. And I don't know why I guess it was her. I mean, she plays a, you know, a police detective who keeps getting their awesome accomplishments, uh, stolen credit by the men in the, in the department and they don't really take her seriously. But she's just she was really grounded she was really good she was just good yeah and her character was good it was fun to watch
1: yeah so she, was, yeah, she was
0: my favorite by far
1: I also wish she had more to I wish all these side characters had more to do in the movie
0: yeah me too
1: uh who else was there um black canary can we talk about that canary cry thing because if you were a well, casual, set
0: it up set it up
1: like right, black canary is this um comic book vigilante who has like super sound kind of thing where she can yell really loud and like push sound waves. She's been a really major character in the arrow television series. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. So we,
0: we see her and she was working as a singer for the black mask. And then gets a promotion or as a driver, which working. makes no sense. Yeah, that's yeah. not how it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, So he, the Black Mass, sees her help defend against defend Harley Quinn from all the people trying to get her, and uh, he's like, "Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know she could do all that, so now she's my driver. So she's on so the inside." I wish there was something driving related about what she was doing. Well, driver slash bodyguard. Oh. I mean, you get it. Um. So. Yeah, so go ahead with what you're, (laughs) where I think you're going with this on the canary cry.
1: All right, so in the comics, well, I already explained her ability to do the sound wave things. Yes, and they refer to it sometimes during the movie, where Montoya is like, your mentions her mother's ability. Yeah, so Montoya is
0: older than the rest of the characters by a good generation, probably or half a generation.
1: So Montoya was, I guess, worked with canary's mother who i guess also had this canary cry ability but other than that like it's very subtle we don't really know what the ability is and if you were if you were a casual viewer you would have not known what the ability is yeah they and just the basically climax. montoya
0: said basically montoya says like hey i know you can do that thing just like your mom
1: could you should do that thing some and that's all it is like that's it's that vague and then at the end like it's this big kind of machina Canary Cry Ex Machina thing where they trapped, they have one bullet left, and all these mask people, and different masks, and then like she whips out the ability and blows it all the way. Except for if you're a Calliope viewer, you would be like, "What? What just happened? Where did that come from?" Like, they yeah, it didn't, didn't do enough. If you didn't to know set about up it, the Canary Cry,
0: it did would have felt like a, like a Deus Ex Machina, but it, I mean, it really wasn't because it's inherent to her and it's a power she has. And but yeah, it's kind of out of the blue. Like, oh, what why didn't? Why weren't you using that at all earlier? And like, so they didn't explain why they like. Again, it would have been if she had a psychological block to it or something bad had happened last time she'd done it.
1: Like we to find some basis for her not doing it. Especially since like she passes out afterward. Like we, yeah, what you said. We didn't really know enough about why she didn't want to do that. Yeah. So it did feel like it kind of came out of the blue. I was looking forward to it and waiting for it though, and
0: I thought they did a good job showing it. Like I liked the effect. Was 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 pretty good for the most part except for and again I know it's comic book and so logic is not always consistent but so she she does this cry and it blows back everybody who is like in front of her trying to you know get her but yet Harley Quinn I believe it was Harley Quinn just walks fine through the path while the canary cry is still going on like it should have blown her also
1: it did it did she increased in speed once. She was wearing roller case roller skates, and she increased in speed. While that was happening?
0: But in the beginning, it was like she was unaffected at all, right? In the beginning of her walk, or well, no?
1: Beginning no. of her walk, she didn't get in front of the canary then, and once she was in front, okay.
0: Of the so this is just m- me not, yeah, okay. So I just didn't see that right. So I take that, I'll take that that minor
1: complaint back. Um. Yes, I also felt the pacing was weird in this movie. I, I was. I was annoyed and I know the whole character of Harley Quinn is breaking the fourth wall. But I don't I was annoyed by it. Her talking over each Seed. and I feel like I like the kind of the change in pace and then like going back to different events with her explaining it. But I feel like they did it one or two times too many. Well, I feel like there's there's
0: three different I think you I feel like you just brought up three separate different things but they're all kind of related. You brought up the breaking the fourth wall then you the pacing is what you were originally talking about, right? Yes. And then you talked about how the the jumps in time, the narrative structure, yes, and, and all that affects the pacing. But
1: I'm uh, so so. Which of those three, the, like, the did narr- any of those work for you or no? The, the narrative structure. I like the breaking the fourth wall, but I did too. The the having things happen and then going back with they can explaining them. At first, I found that interesting. And then they did it again. And I'm like, okay, they're doing it again. That's fine. And they did it again. I'm like, this is being kind of annoying. Yeah, And then they they did it again. And then it's really annoying. Please stop talking. (laughs) So I think, yeah, I think they did it one too many times. It
0: was because we were probably like 30 minutes into the movie at one point. And then like that was like the final time was like, oh, I'm telling this wrong. Let's do it again. And I could be like misusing the wrong words. But the point is like they jumped around again or redid it. And by that time, I was like, "Can we just, just can we just do the movie? Yeah, I just want to watch the movie. You know like, do we have to go back again?" Um, so I didn't like that. But let's talk about Margot Robbie because this is her movie. You know, she's a producer. She's you know super beautiful, super talented. Uh, what did you think of this incarnation of Harley Quinn?
1: I enjoyed. It. I enjoyed. It. I feel like a lot of the people in the reviews I've seen like they really, really love her character. And I I can't say I feel that way. I can't say that either. I not, wanted to. I'm not. I'm not annoyed by her character. It seems she seems very very fun, and some of the jokes she made landed. A lot of the jokes she made didn't. Yeah. But yeah, I I, I generally enjoy her character.
0: Yeah, I th- yeah
1: I liked. I think I, I, I liked they, her I would,
0: character better in, in like the other movies where she was just not as much for some reason. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I wish they explored, and they do a lot, but mainly they explore in the way of being her own person. I wish they really explored the kind of psychological bond of what made her like in Joker click. I wish they, what kind of made her crazy. I wish they explored that more.
0: Mm. There was lots of things I didn't know about her that you know she has a PhD in psychology. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize she worked at Arkham before falling in love with the Joker. At least that, at least in this you know, version of her. I think, uh, yeah, I think that's the, I think
1: that's the comic book version too.
0: Oh, cool. I, I liked all that. I like all those things about it. It was just something, I don't know. It was just something a little annoying for me. You know, it was like good in doses, but like we got a little too much.
1: Yeah. Then, uh, what did you think? Lots of fight scenes, lots of action scenes. What did you think about those? I liked the fight scenes at the beginning. I always find fight scenes, especially superhero fight scenes really cool, but I feel like they got repetitive at some point. Like, Especially when the bounty was put on their head, it's like, and it's a gang, and I'm fighting the gang. It's a different gang, and I'm fighting the gang. It's a different gang, and I'm fighting the gang.
0: Yeah, I get that. I get that. There was nothing. Um, I don't say revolutionary about the fight scenes, but I don't know. I, should, I thought they were fine, but again, it just gets a little, just gets a little repetitive. Uh, yeah. So. Anything else you want to
1: talk about this movie with, or let's hear your? I'm curious about your great: well, Oh, I like I like the ending. Let's talk about the ending uh, with the grenade. Yeah, I felt that was cool. I felt like it was very little chit chat. Oh, we I haven't even like, talked about the pickpocket. Oh yeah, I didn't find her very interesting or compelling as a <laughs> yeah. character. I think that's. I think. I think we were both on the same page.
0: Did you not? What What about
1: her was did you not find compelling, or what? Why? Until we didn't really find out enough about her, we know her had parents who are arguing or adoptive parents who are arguing, which I think the character is Cassandra Kane, and if you know about the comics, you know a good you know a little bit about her parents and they're a bigger part of the Batman D C universe. But most of us won't have known that, so I don't know, I just felt she was
0: They didn't really they didn't talk about the movie at all, right? No.
1: Yeah. um, She was... I mean, she was kind of there. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like the admiration between... Like, she was admiring Harley Quinn. But also, I feel like they also, like... they Harley Quinn and the girl had known each other very little. But I feel like their bond was... I feel like it got too a little too tight too fast. I hear that. Like, when they're watching TV... Like Harley Quinn's like, admit it, but I liked having this girl around. It's like, really? You liked having her around for the last 15 minutes? You had her around? (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah. They definitely kind of speeded things up in the relationships. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Anything else you want to mention with the movie? Um, No. All right. So, uh, so first of all, would you recommend
1: it? And then second, tell me the grade you're going to give it. Uh, DC fans, recommend it. Fans of Batman in the Gotham City Zone recommend it people that just like watching movies don't recommend it you can you can skip this one yeah
0: i think i'll do the exact same thing if you're you know if you're those people who are going to see it and are you know should see it and those people who would be on the fence and maybe want to try a movie like this maybe maybe wait for the next one yeah is what i would say go watch joker
1: all right give (laughs) give it a grade. grade i'll give it a c maybe on the verge of c minus
0: Okay, I'm going to go C also. I'll mean, you know, just just flat in the middle C. So, but I'm glad that we saw it.
1: Yes. So we could talk about it now. Yeah, I enjoyed. feel like I enjoyed complaining about the movie, talking about it you more than I enjoy the movie. <laughs> Sometimes that's the oh, way can it we is. Talk about the end credit moment. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay, and again, future spoiler alert here. That was annoying. I think we got we really got annoyed by it when we first saw it. Because, of course, they call the people that stand there. Well, tell them what happens. What happens is, like, this black screen. She basically talks. She says, um, well, since you're here. It's like, really? You're still in the movie? Why are you still in the theater? It's like, all right. Well, since you're here, I'll give you something. Batman, fa. That's it. Sense. Yeah, and, and I didn't like, hear
0: the "fa." By the way, so so yeah, we're waiting. The credits end. You know, a lot of people have left. Some people remaining. That you know, the screen goes to black, and you th- we think we're about to get an end credit scene. Maybe like, maybe a joke. Maybe we've a been Joker. Joker. Maybe you we can see something Joker related. Could be, could be. And then we got that voiceover, and that was it.
1: And that was I was like that. Like
0: that was that was just annoying.
1: Yeah, and what? I I appreciated it more knowing that that was. Like a play on another joke that was that was that was a Harley Quinn thing, like yeah, I think this is a child friendly podcast, so I can't say of course what the continuation of it would be, but the continuation of it is a
0: yeah, it's a line that, a that, she says, that she and says a lot so if you're a super fan, you would have gotten in probably not been annoyed, but most of the people would be like us or know even less than us, and I was just like, if I had seen a great movie and they did that, maybe I'd walk out like not, you know, happy, I mean, up happy uh, instead was like, we had seen a, like a, not a good movie and then
1: just been insulted and, and our time wasted.
0: So it just made it, made the
1: whole thing even worse. So, and like, I feel like like Spider-Man homecoming did one of those kind of time waster things, the incredible scene, but I feel like that was funny and it was like callback to something that happened within the movie, right? And this wasn't that, and it wasn't even a scene. It was just a voiceover and annoyed me. And I feel, yeah, I feel like they wasted our time having it. <laughs> exactly. And All right. She insulted us by saying we were still in the theater. And I think <laughs> in the early days, that would have been funny since that was that. We- people don't stay in theaters but now we're used to having to stay theaters to see <laughs> the incredible scene so that's like it's a weird thing stop making fun of us there we go <laughs> of agree. course i don't mean all that i was i was hyperbole but yes
0: but it was still I, but i think you still captured my sentiment pretty accurately all right so are we uh are we doing what are you reading now are we doing? are we having that segment anymore i no!
1: not i think we i'm, I'm kind of curious I, what you're reading though i don't think i am reading anything i gotta find that's probably what we'll so skip it this time maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll get it on the next one the next all right by next podcast we record though you have to be reading something well i think next podcast recording <laughs> is right after
0: this one so maybe not i know that was a very inside joke all right ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to the podcast we hope you enjoyed it we enjoyed doing it until we meet again Thank you for listening to the Owls on Culture podcast. Our theme music was recorded and assembled by Marine associate and Antoine Levin. The show is produced by Pineco Turkey. To learn more about Pineco Turkey, visit pinecoeturkey.com. Read the latest blog posts from the Owls on Culture hosts and sign up for The Flock of the A twice-a-month newsletter, that a short film, monthly dose of art curated by pico turkey if you'd like to support the podcast you can do so by leaving us a rating online thanks for listening